Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, June 27, 2019. I am Broadway Radio's James Marino. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Hey, Ashley, how are you? James, how are you? Oh, I'm on my uh, 10-day respite, you know? I was going to say, it's been a while. I, it's been a moment. Uh, it's Fan- been a minute. Fancy, fancy meeting you here. I know. I've, I've enjoyed uh, sleeping. It's, wow, that, uh, that makes one of us, I guess. Well, you know, <laughs> I told you, that's why Matt. I brought you in, so I yeah. could sleep. And now uh, Matt will be, Matt's probably sleeping tonight. Hey, we are where, Mattless today. Where the hell is Tamanini? <sighs> Who's to say? Oh. Matt has left us. It's just James and Ashley again. All right, James and Ashley, Ashley and James. Ashley, yeah. I just have to tell you, there are three hey. rules. <laughs> just three rules. <laughs> Okay, there are four rules. There are four rules. <laughs> four rules. <laughs> no one is going to know what we're talking about. <laughs> no, they never do. But uh, I did you see this uh, story about the Kennedy Center employee filing a, loss, filing a lawsuit for $1 million, $1 million over a signed Hamilton poster? Oh, what happened? Yeah, that, uh, somebody got a signed Hamilton poster. The folk, he worked uh, this, I think it was he worked at the Kennedy Center, got this signed Hamilton poster. The people at the Kennedy Center said, ah, you're an employee. You can't really do that. We're taking it from you. And he says, I'm suing you for $1 million. I'm putting my pinky to my face. It's like betting on baseball. It's going to be like the Pete Rose of hawking Hamilton merchandise. Yeah. Hey, you know, uh, the arts cuts. Arts cuts cutting deep. Cutting it's deep. True. You, you it's know what? true. You know what got canceled today or yesterday what? on Wednesday? Hmm. NRA TV got canceled. The National Rifle Association television channel got canceled. I am thoughts and prayers. I was just about to say thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Thankfully, yesterday, after uh, two closing notices in a span of 10 minutes, today kind of feels more like that 1930 BBC radio, there is no news bulletin. Hmm. But we do have a few stories to keep you in the know. So, James, what caught your eye yesterday? Uh, you know, anything Taylor Mac catches my eye. So we had a story about Taylor Mac and Mac Wells. So why don't you tell us about that? We did. Always some very exciting news when Taylor Mac has a new show. Though Gary, a sequel to Titus Andronicus, sadly just closed on Broadway, yesterday the New York Times announced the off-off-Broadway Flea Theater will hold the world premiere of Max the Frey. I'm calling it Frey, spelled F-R-E. Please tell me if I'm wrong. I would go show, with Frey. Absolutely. I'm going, I'm going with Frey. The show is a political play based, loosely based, on the Frogs by Aristophanes, which has already been the source material for freely adapted The Frogs musical written by my guy Stephen Sondheim. The Frey is about an intellectual protagonist who gets trapped in a mud pit by swamp inhabitants who call call themselves the fray nigel smith will direct and unlike gary a sequel to titus andronicus the description says it is quote a play for all ages children and their families are encouraged to come (laughs) that i think the cutoff for gary was age 12 maybe (laughs) well there was that story about somebody a five-year-old in the audience oh yeah it was my show oh that was your (laughs) so i I'm not really sure what happened there because I think it was it might have been recommended for children over the age of 12. But someone Mm. brought their kid, (laughs) their little five year old to the front row and Nathan Lane insisted on going off book, as you must. (laughs) 
But yes, so that's happening in the spring, March 9th through April 13th. The flea season will also hold Perfect Catastrophes, a festival of plays, a repertory of five new interpretations of pieces by three-time Obie Award-winning playwright and poet, poet Mac Wellman, leading the flea to dub the upcoming season The Season of Anarchy, Return of the Max, which I very much love. A festival of plays, which will include Sincerity Forever, Bad Penny, The Invitation of Tragedy, The Sandalwood Box, and The Fez, the latter of which will be performed as one performance, will open the season in the fall, beginning August 24th through November 1st. In addition, the children's theater piece Serials with a C will return, as will Serials with an S, the Flea's Late Night Episodic Series. All shows, I believe, will feature the Bats, which is their resident company. Member pre-sale tickets are on sale now for both serials with an S and for Festival of Plays. I am very excited about this season and the Max. Not that Taylor didn't already have a strong foothold in experimental theater, but you get your play nominated for a Tony Award and your plays are going to continue to be made, thankfully, especially in the weird and glorious home that is off-off-Broadway. You know, I don't really know anything about Taylor Mac. Uh, uh, does Taylor have any film or television properties that have been out, or do you know that's, of any? You know, that's a very good question. I wonder if we will lose Taylor Mac to the indie film scene or something we, like that. We best not, because us in the downtown cabaret scene would like to claim Taylor Mac back as quickly as possible. <laughs> <laughs> So we had some news coming out of the Alliance Theater in Atlanta with friend Jessica Vosk doing a show out there. What's that about, James? So uh, the Alliance, the uh, regional theater down in Hotlanta, which uh, we're going to have to have some sort of hot euphemism for New York because it was hot today. Uh, Vosk, Jessica Vosk, uh, does things other than be green. Uh, Sally Ann Triplett, Zachary Sale, and more are going to be becoming Nancy at the Alliance Theater in Atlanta as they announce the casting for the upcoming world premiere of Becoming Nancy, based on the best-selling British novel by Terry Ronald. The new musical is directed and choreographed by two-time, two-time, two-time Tony Award winner Jerry, 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 Mitchell, Mitchell, Mitchell. Uh, and uh, it's got a book by Elliot Davis. Uh, and a score by the songwriting team of George Stiles and Anthony Drew. Um, Becoming Nancy is going to open at the Alliance 51st season with its newly renovated Coca-Cola stage. Everything in Atlanta is Coca-Cola. Did you know that? You ever been to Atlanta? I've never been to Atlanta. It's a beautiful, beautiful town. Very Coca-Cola heavy. Peaches and Coca-Cola. Yes. That's the main exports. Yes. Probably a few other things too, but I'll be nice to the South. <laughs> well, Hotland will be cooling off uh, right about this time because it's going to be opening in September and running through October, just about four weeks or so, uh, with an opening night of September 18th. It's going to go into previous September 6th. And, uh, you know, all those names and Jerry, 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 Mitchell, 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 Mitchell uh, means that maybe it'll come to New York, New York. You would think so. I know he bought the rights for it back in 2013 or 2014, so... As we said before the show, not necessarily a long lifespan for a musical, however, still been going on for a bit. Yeah, the gestation period of musicals, birthing a musical, 
has changed very much since the uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein days, uh, yeah. where they would pump them out one a year. You know, seems like uh, five to ten year arcs on uh, musicals these days. Uh, just uh, raising enough money to convince Scott Rudin to open it up. You know, that's what <laughs> yes. happens. That's what so, you gotta do. Uh, speaking of musicals, the Musicians yes. Union came to a deal. What is their deal? They did. Some very big union news from yesterday. Local 802, which is the union that represents musicians playing on Broadway and elsewhere, announced a new collective bargaining agreement negotiated with the Broadway League that entitles Broadway musicians to wage increases and greater health care contributions. Amazing. The three-year contract provides a wage increase of 3.5% for each year, which is the largest increase for musicians on Broadway in 20 years. It will also include a 23% increase in health care and contributes to a new 401k plan. This is the first time that the league has provided a retirement plan to Broadway musicians, though it is important to note that only the employees and not the employers will be making the contributions. But last and certainly not least, the new contract allows orchestrators to serve as conductors or instrumentalists and or instrumentalists on shows that they have previously worked on before Broadway, either in the off-Broadway or at least 50% of the pre-Broadway run. This was a very hot issue this past season because both Be More Chill orchestrator Charlie Rosen and Town orchestrator Michael Corney were in violation of the old rule by playing in the pit. So, you know, James, I was following the Charlie Rosen part of the debacle Mm -hmm. as it was happening. And... I was kind of in that surprised, but di- not surprised, but disappointed space. I didn't realize it was a rule, and I didn't think, don't think a lot of people realized it was a rule until it was happening. It's literally a one sentence clause in the original contract that states no, no orchestrator of a given production may serve as orchestra contractor, supervisor, copyist, or instrumentalist on that production. And when you have musicians who are so vital to the sound of a show, it is absolutely bewildering to me to turn around and say, but you can't play with us. And everyone within these shows and outside of these shows were rightfully very angry about that. All of these changes in this contract are huge for pit musicians. Yeah, Matt and I talked about this when uh, that first uh, surfaced around the Be More Chill uh, episode. And yeah. uh you know, I think that the thinking was at the time when they wrote the contract was that uh, they didn't want somebody to sort of slide by and take a, a pit musician's job away by. I get that. But, you know, because in the yesteryear, back whenever, uh, it was it was very different when, uh, you know, pit musicians and authors, composers, arrangers, writers, and things like that didn't mm-hmm. cross those lines. Uh, you know, they were clearly delineated lines, which have which have um, metamorphosized and changed over the years. So I'm, I'm glad that this was, uh, this has come to a, a positive resolution for everybody. I mean, you know, these are folks who have been pit musicians for years and years and years before, you know, writing and arranging and composing and things like that. And now that they're, they're able to, they're, they're able to be legal. It's good to be legal, right? Right. It's always been strange to me that, you know, it says orchestra, contractor, supervisor, copyist, and instrumentalist, but you can be a conductor. 
Otherwise, you know, Alex Lacamoire would have lost many jobs between Hamilton and in the Heights. He was both the uh, the conductor and the orchestrator. So condu- conductors have been allowed, just you haven't been able to play in productions, which that's what's strange to me. All right. So why don't we move forward? We have a couple quick recommendations for you before you head out for your day. The first of which comes from the Back to the Future musical. I'm going to head back in time. (laughs) So we have to wonder if, uh, you know, if the Back to the Musical musical, the Back Back to the Musical, (laughs) Back to the Future musical uh, is going to be able to uh, grab that golden goblet that um of transitioning films to stage which has been a rocky road uh, to say the best for the last couple of uh seasons mm-hmm. but we got some video here uh uh is is this a broadway world exclusive i'm not sure if this one was or not but ollie dobson uh we have a video from broadway world where he's uh singing back in time from the back to the future musical and we'll have a link to that in the show notes it's going to be uh playing at the manchester opera house on uh in february 2020 uh for 12 weeks and then uh transferring to the west end so uh we'll have to see if the Olivier's are kind to that and if they are I'd imagine they'll be uh, eyeing a uh, spot here in New York you would think so especially with all those movie to musical adaptations I don't know if that was a Broadway World exclusive but I know that Broadway World had a first look video of Renee Fleming and Dove Cameron in the light in the piazza the musical is currently making its long-awaited debut in London at the Royal Festival Hallam through July 5th and in addition, Fleming and Cameron will feature a 34-piece orchestra. It's the closest I'm getting to seeing Renee Fleming in the light, in the piazza, so be sure to watch that video. Uh, you know, Alan Henry sent us over the, uh, the Dove Cameron video. She's yeah. loud. She can sing loud. She can sing loud. I'm not she sure, can. coming from you, if that's a positive or a negative. <laughs> she can definitely sing loud. Definitely. <laughs> Wapner's on at three. Uh, also in the recommendation section, there's uh, New York Times had an article uh, with uh, Audrey McDonald and Michael Shannon talking about uh, Frankie and Johnny and the intimacy coach and how that has become a very prominent role and an important role uh, uh, for shows that have intimacy there. It, I thought it's really interesting uh article and times uh so i encourage people to get over that my i i I sort of chuckled at it and i I guess it makes sense that this uh intimacy coach is also a a a stage fight combat uh person oh for sure i think it's one of the coolest jobs that has come out of especially tv and film but also stage, obviously, these days. We've covered it a lot backstage as well as far as casting. Mm-hmm. But all productions should be hiring intimacy directors for sure. So what other news? What? So what else do we have in news today, James? Uh, well, Paperwell Playhouse has announced that they have a partnership with the online arts platform Accepted, A-C-C-E-P-T-D, because it's like 2001 and they thought they'd cut a vowel. Uh, and they also, uh, this is part of a top tier university musical theater programs to introduce uh, universal criteria for video submissions known as the musical theater common pre-screen. 
Oh, self-taping, self-taping. So uh, they say in the article, since 2015, we have seen a 66% increase in total submissions to musical theater programs working with Accepted, says Don Hunter, a co-founder and visionary at Accepted. And Hunter adds that with the increased number of high school seniors applying to uh, to and auditioning for colleges and universities in musical theater programs, a need for institutions to vet applicants early in their senior year was created, and that's one way Accepted supports these programs so uh actually i don't know uh have you acted in the past i have not i have been a lifelong musician so what do you play i i play clarinet and all the saxophones i was kind of bred to be a music prodigy (laughs) and then decided to disappoint everybody by becoming a writer so there's my little story for you all (laughs) uh what was your favorite was the e flat alto your favorite or no the b flat is my baby really a a lovely little uh b flat clarinet named dolly stop dolly levi excellent do you still play it I do, yeah. I am a, uh, I'm a daily practicer. Much really? Congratulations. Yeah. So I avoided the whole acting route um, also because we didn't have a drama program in my school. But we did put on musicals. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it felt very much like the prom and them not having a drama program. But uh, we put on our musicals once a year and I was in the pit band every year. And then carried into college as well. So. Oh, I'm so jealous. You still play. That's awesome. My parents sat me down in front of the piano when I was about three, and I played until I was about 16, and I revolted and stopped. <laughs> and I was like, worst decision ever. I wish well, I had kept it up. That's What ended up happening is that at age 16, I just decided to not become a professional musician. And even now, I'm you know, parts professional musician. So I stuck it to nobody. <laughs> well, the reason that I brought up and asked if you were actor be- was because I didn't know if, uh, if combined auditions like straw hats and things like things like mm-hmm. that, SETCs or yeah. NETCs or things like that are going to use this platform to kind of, uh, you know, sort out, uh, first rounds of, of auditions for, you know, summer stock jobs and other types of programs right. and things like yeah. that. That would be yeah. interesting. It's going to be interesting to see for sure. So how about we get on out of here, James? All right. We're almost at that 20-minute mark. We better get out before something there weird happens. We, there we go. So we'll have links to all of the stories we talked about today, including our recommendations in the episode description. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This Is Ashley. James, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me mostly on Facebook at James Marino or on Twitter at James Marino. I read a lot on Twitter. I don't post a lot on Twitter, so uh, but I do respond. So uh, let me know, you know, what's going on. And uh, Ashley, you and you and Matt are taking over my spot on this week on Broadway this weekend. I heard. I'm very excited. And I think Matt will be back tomorrow. Yeah. From what I understand, you and Matt are doing tomorrow. Then you and Matt are doing Sunday. And then you'll be back on Monday. And I am out for about a week or so. So it's you. I am going to uh, Charleston, West Virginia, I think. Charleston, West Virginia for uh, the United States Soccer Conference Tournament. My son is his team is representing New York State. 
Very cool. So I'm gone for about a week. And uh, we'll, we will talk to you tomorrow. We will. Bye now. Bye now.